Good morning, Stern Village, and happy Epiphany Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Holy One, the Magi sought the Christ child over miles and years. We too seek your presence. By the light of your word, lead us to new life. Speak to us, and we will listen. Lead us, and we will follow. In the name of the Christ child, we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God, the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Last Sunday during the New Year's Eve service, I asked those gathered to share what they would like to leave behind in 2023. And nearly half mentioned fear, which was not surprising. Fear is one of the five basic emotions we experience in our day-to-day -day lives. I wonder today, what fears are you carrying? Of course, fear comes in many guises. There's the external fears, fear of clowns and sharks and snakes and disorganization. <laughs> and those are legit fears. Those are my fears. Yet I'm speaking more to internal fears, emotional fears. There's the fear of failure, fear of intimacy, fear of success, fear of rejection, fear of shame, fear of change, fear of worthlessness, fear of doubt, fear of abandonment, fear of loneliness, fear of not enoughness. Those are a few internal fears. I wonder, can you articulate how your internal fears have limited your life? Also, again, I wonder, what fears are you carrying today? 
We all know the story of the Magi, foreigners from the East who travel afar, guided by a single star, bearing gifts for the newborn Christ child. It is a story of wonderment and mystery. It is a story testifying to the truth of God's love, a love that is far-reaching, a love that transcends boundaries, and is inclusive of the most lowly of people. It is a story, I believe, inviting us to ponder, like the Magi, what gifts, what passions, what aspects of our lives we too might offer to the Christ child. We all know the story of the Magi. Yet there is an element to the story we often overlook, and it is the element of fear. From the start of the story, King Herod does not greet the news of the newborn child with celebration. Rather, he is afraid. And not just Herod, but all of Jerusalem with him. Peculiar, a newborn would elicit such a response, which begs the question, why? Why do they fear this newborn? Perhaps it's because the one thing the powerful seek more than anything else is to remain in power. And Herod seeks his own ends. So he is immediately threatened by the mere mention of a rival king, even if it is a helpless newborn. Perhaps the presence of the foreigners from the east and their quest to find the newborn announces to Herod and the people of Jerusalem the world is changing, shifting. There's something of magic and mystery in the air beyond human control. Could God's embrace be broadening? Is the status quo of insider and outsider fading away? Could all people actually be included in God's love? Whatever the causes, fear is a powerful motivator. Herod, along with his chief priests and scribes, conspire to find and kill the newborn. Of course, they do not succeed. The Magi are warned in a dream of Herod's intent, and subsequently, they return home by another road. Consider, though, what fear, the fear of change, the fear of the unknown, the fear of strangers, foreigners, cultivated within Herod and the people of Jerusalem. They were willing to kill a child. What about us? What does fear do to you? What does fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of strangers, how does it affect your living, your choices, your actions? What about your faith? Do we install better security systems in our homes? Do we build thicker gates and higher fences? Perhaps we buy more guns. Do we save even more for the unknown future, reducing our generosity to those in need here and now, ensuring we have enough? Do we close our hearts and minds, our very lives, to those who are different from ourselves? I wonder what opportunities in life 
do we forfeit because of our fear? Again, can you articulate how fear has limited your life? Matthew's version of the Nativity story moves quickly from adoration and gifts to the darker world of politics, deception, and fear-induced violence. There's a reason we read Luke's Nativity on Christmas Eve, his version of the Nativity on Christmas Eve. But if Matthew's account is more sober, it is also more realistic. In Matthew's story of the visiting magi and the subsequent slaughter of the innocents in the verses to come, Matthew renders an accurate and painfully difficult picture of the world, a world shrouded and defined by fear, then and now, a world of starvation, a world of genocide, a world of scarcity, a world of politics for the powerful at the expense of the weak, a world where the innocent die every day. One only need to look to Gaza to see Matthew's accurate and horrific rendering of the world. Perhaps Matthew sketches his story of Jesus' birth in our lives with darker strokes so we might better perceive the glory and the grace of God's love in the Christ child all the more clearly. In that, God freely came to this world. God loves a people so mastered by fear, we often do the unthinkable to each other and ourselves. And yet God still came to be with us. So we might experience hope and life anew. It's miraculous when you reflect on it. God sees who we are and what we are. And God loves us still. Here's the catch as I see it. In order for God's promise of abundant and new life to be achieved, we have to acknowledge and offer God the truth of our lives. And one of those truths must speak to the fears we carry, the fears we allow to limit our lives, the fears we allow to destroy life itself, the fears inspiring us to hoard or covet or cheat or betray, the fears limiting each of our lives from living fulfilled lives, which can cultivate within us an absence of hope and knowing our life can be different. We can be different. I wonder can you name your fears? Now, we know very little about the Magi. We assume it was three men based on the three gifts, yet it could have been four or six or twelve Magi. We will never know. And the number is actually not important. What we do know is they were human susceptible to the highs and lows of the human condition. And I imagine when they embarked on their journey with only a star to guide them, they were likely afraid. How could they have not been? 
The expansive desert before them, foreigners entering a foreign land, seeking a child they did not know, and yet their faith in possibility, their faith in possibility, in mystery, in wonderment, in God's ability to provide for them was enough to sustain them. And in time, they came to know life differently. And so perhaps Matthew's hope in telling today's story is we, like the Magi, might be willing to embark on a journey into the unknown future. We, like the Magi, we too might be willing to seek more out of life than we currently possess. We too, like the Magi, we might offer our own gifts to remedy the world's woes, the world's brokenness, the world's fears. We, like the Magi, we too might go home by another road. However, the new road we travel will be a road with less fear, more freedom, and a new sense of God's ability to sustain us in this life. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope, I hope, okay, okay. I hope that you have a good day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.